Yael, are you there? Good morning, friend. Hello. Good morning to you, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on. Apologies for that. You know how tech works. I know how tech works, and sometimes it doesn't. So let me ask you, I know just uh, last week or, or the week prior, you were out in the beautiful countryside of Austria, and I caught a little snippet of you and your wife uh, out on uh, it looked like the patio or in the backyard of your wife your in-laws house and i noticed that uh, your wife you know making some comments about how you're an urbanized metro you know sexual uh, you know city slicker because you just could not get out in the fields and uh, make it like the country boy uh, that maybe you know your wife should have married <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Huh? I guess this is my great coming out here on the Big Talker. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I grew up in the burbs, right? Suburbs. So I'm not uh, not the best for the country living, but I think I did okay. I survived, you know, chopped a little bit of wood, did some barbecue out there and, and try to survive the woods. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely a city slicker. I'm a tech guy. <laughs> like, you know, on the computer, I like writing. I'm a journo. So maybe I'm not the guy that you're going to going to hire to work your farm, unfortunately. <laughs> and you, you got a little poison ivy? Is that what I heard? Yeah, there's poison ivy kind of everywhere, and uh, this is so powerful. And I've gotten poison ivy, you know, hanging out in people's backyards. But this is so powerful, you just leaned on it. I touched it for not more than two seconds, and already my arm was bubbling up. So I don't know what they put in the poison ivy here, but it's pretty, pretty dangerous. <laughs> I find that hilarious, and I had to bring it up without you knowing it because that's the only way I could do it here. You see how that works? I utilize some things that you put out on social media, and I utilize it against you. Well, I wish you would have talked about the nice pulled pork. I made some Carolina pulled pork, Joe, nice <laughs> nine-pounder on the grill. Come on, you could have talked about that. Make me look good. Well, okay, well, and that's what I was getting to. So I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, bust your chops just a little bit and then we'll talk about some good pork. And so how does uh, you know, North Carolina barbecue work in the countryside of Austria? Yeah, well, there all the butching is the same. So you go to the butcher and you ask for your nice pork shoulder. Um, you get that big cut. When they gave it to me, they actually gave it to me with all the pig skin. And uh, look, Joe, I, I watch YouTube to learn how to do this stuff. And I didn't watch that video yet, so I didn't know how to do that. But we just made uh, some nice pork shoulder, put that on the smoker for about 10 and a half hours and came out with some beautiful pulled pork with some nice Carolina vinegar sauce. I was going to say, what, where, is it a barbecue-based sauce or a vinegar-based sauce? And uh, had your in-laws, have your in-laws ever had the opportunity to taste a true Carolina barbecue uh, that you put together for them? Actually, yes. Uh, when they, whenever we had our wedding, uh, we were just outside of Charlotte. We had a you know, kind of the local uh, barbecue pit master that provided us with a good amount of pulled pork. Every single type had every sauce imaginable. So they were able to give it a taste. I don't think I'm able to live up to that yet. It's going to take me a lot of training, uh, a lot more social media videos of showing me cooking, and maybe I'll get up to that standard. But, you know, I'm just a just a lonely immigrant, Joe. I can't uh, perfect the barbecue pit masters in North Carolina. So tell me, how much does a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's cost in Austria? Yeah, that's uh, it's a big deal here, and this is it's funny, Joe, because it relates to everything that we talk about. It's all about trade, and because of the import costs of a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's, I think you can get it down at the Walmart for maybe three ninety nine. Here, it costs me at least nine bucks to get me just one small bottle of that great sauce. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe I guess the shipping cost would probably uh, outweigh that, but I'll have to send you a care package here from North Carolina one day. 
Oh, goodness. I would love that. That'd be great. I'm not allowed to, to fly there yet. No, you're not. Travel ban in order, but once we do, I'm there. Well, maybe you know what we can run a little NASCAR pool since your family, you know, is so enthralled within the NASCAR world uh, that we can run a NASCAR pool and we could uh, put a wager on the upcoming races and we'll pick a couple of cars and drivers and however they fall into line at the checkered flag, then we'll put place a wager on you know maybe some homemade goods from Austria in exchange for some homemade North Carolina goods. That, it's a good exchange show, and it's, again, awesome that you bring it up because, look, this is uh, one of the only sports coming back, and with no one else out there able to watch their sports, maybe gambling is going to go huge on NASCAR races. Maybe this is going to be prime for the bookies. Who knows? This is a, it's a big deal, and it's good to put North Carolina in the spotlight. So any, any care package I can get, any uh, NASCAR race I can see on my TV, I'm a happy little boy. Well, we're hearing this now that uh, even some of the, and I'm really disappointed to hear this, you know, come fall time when uh, the fall college sports, professional sports start to get underway typically, hearing out of the state of Oregon this week that large gatherings at sports and other events in Oregon will either be canceled or significantly modified through at least September based on what their governor said uh, on Thursday. So this is going to directly impact college football, uh, the NBA, uh, Major League Soccer. That will all be on hold in Oregon. And what's the ripple effect if one state goes down that path line, pathway? Uh, other states have followed. At least that's what we have seen throughout the course of this whole pandemic. So you know, now I'm looking at college football going to be ca- canceled potentially, which would really throw another wrench into uh, the way this works. I mean, what's the impact here uh, when it comes to revenue sports at the college level or even professional sports? I mean, this is going to change the, the world as, as we, know, we know it in the sports world. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you even think about the state of North Carolina, I mean, there's so much of our state's economy that is reliant upon uh, not just professional sports, but the college sports. I mean, college basketball is what you think when you think North Carolina. So if that entire economy, everything around college football, all the different sports, Panthers, I mean, if you could think of all the different sports that aren't going on right now, fans are not able to go. They're not buying tickets. Sponsors are not willing to pay any money to these teams to get their brand up front and up close. I mean, this is going to change a lot of stuff. And I think it's really incumbent upon all of us to continue to support our brands, you know, support the teams, uh, support the products, support as much as you can. I mean, certainly with your restaurants. I know you've done a good good job of that, Joe, promoting the local restaurants there in the Wilmington area. And wherever you are, you know, try to you know, patron these guys as much as possible. Give them a leg up. You know, it's it's not a fun situation when we're just awaiting on our – politicians and the capitals to tell us what to do and when we're allowed to be free again definitely not a good situation i think one thing we can do is just empower ourselves uh, really try to reach out to as many of these restaurants buy as many things as possible you know use that curbside pickup as much as uh, as we can this is you know the unfortunate reality of today but i'm still still positive you know there's still reasons to look up if parts of europe have opened up i think we can do that in the states we can do that uh, really responsibly, and we could do it without risking going to jail like they're doing in some states. I'll tell you that. That's crazy. Uh, well, we hear and know that uh, you know Europe uh, kind of ahead of where we are as far as the timeline, given that uh, the virus started to spread uh, throughout uh, you know the the European Union and elsewhere in that region of the world uh, earlier than it did here. 
So you're kind of ahead of the game and uh, looking at things that we have called attention to as far as how situations were handled at the beginning and uh, the Monday morning quarterbacking and the response from that. Uh, you have been published in various uh, outlets uh, surrounding you know, these ridiculous lawsuits that tie up our courts and uh, cost uh, everyone a, a whole bunch of uh, money. We're starting to see that over across the pond in places like your country where you're living in, in Austria, surrounding businesses that were open and people that were consuming and spending money there and then ultimately finding out that they may have or did in fact contract the virus from these businesses that were remained opened, which has opened up a, a whole set of lawsuits against some of these businesses. I think that might be on the horizon here in the not-so-distant future. Yeah, we're already seeing the rise of this. You know, there's a lot of uh, legal firms that are already rebranding their websites. They're they're ready for the corona lawsuits. You know, they're ready to pop the corks, open up the bottle caps, and get brand new corona lawsuits in our courts, and hopefully, bilk uh, some money out of a lot of companies and restaurants. And I think if that is the trend, that's very bad. It's bad for your freedom. It's bad for my freedom. It's bad for our economic freedom. This is a thing where now your ordinary mom-and-pop business, if you happen to have somebody who had the virus and was dining there and someone else got it, are you somehow then liable? You know, Are we going to have a situation where we're going to be pointing the finger and having this blame game that's, that's done through the court system? We're already seeing this a bit in Austria. We have the ski huts and the ski lodges where a lot of people are hanging out and taking drinks and going skiing and one or two people got sick others were infected and now they're facing this huge lawsuit because they didn't shut their doors early enough and the problem that we're seeing there is that we didn't have the same information then as we do now and to try to you know blame someone especially a business for this huge global pandemic is just insanity and i think uh, many of your listeners should really be on the lookout for that uh, you're probably going to get a lot of solicitations. We're going to see a lot of commercials on your TV. You know, have you been affected? Uh, did you catch it here or there? There's going to be a lot of lawsuits out there. People need to look out. You know, a lot of this is, is really going to harm our legal system. This is not the best way to adjudicate this. What we really need to do is get people back to work. We need to give all of our businesses everything that we can. Many of them have not had a dime in income in a few months and to further put them in the crosshairs of some very greedy lawyers who want to go after all of their money, yeah, that doesn't sound like a good recipe to me. Well, now on the flip side of that, uh, you know, you have a number of uh, business owners here in North Carolina and elsewhere around the country. Of course, that woman in Texas uh, that has uh, gained national attention for opening her salon, defying the orders, and ultimately being sentenced to jail for seven days because she would not apologize in front of the court. And while she was present with the judge, uh, we're seeing other companies get cited or have their doors shut down we have a tattoo parlor and their owner in apex who was taken into police custody because he would not shut his doors on the flip side do these businesses have a case against the government for defying these orders they're not necessarily laws that have been put in place they're just executive orders that have been signed by the government and the governor in many cases do they have a case as to why they should not be allowed to reopen and then be cited for these types of things so there, there's definitely a case, and there we're not talking about civil lawsuits. We're talking about actually criminal lawsuits and using the Constitution of the state of North Carolina or whichever state. Those are definitely uh, legitimate lawsuits that should go through. 
because what we've had now is police departments that have been tasked with enforcing social distancing rules and closing down businesses. I mean, we've heard it from the police unions that this is not what they want to be doing. You know, people did not sign up to be police officers so they could make sure that you stand six feet apart. They didn't sign up to become a police officer so they can rip someone off a bus, as we saw in Philadelphia, because he wasn't wearing a mask. I mean, this is not what the police is about. It's certainly not what we want our society to be about. And if uh, a lot of business owners are challenging this order, well, it's probably gone too far. It's probably too harsh. And it just treats business owners, much like we're treated often as consumers, like we're just too dumb. We're too dumb to have social distancing. We're too dumb to be able to use face masks on our own. We're too dumb to provide hygienic workplaces. And that's not an attitude that you want from your government, certainly not from your local government. So there, there is definitely a case. And for all those people who are out of work, this comes from a lockdown that has been enforced from the government. And the question that we need to ask is, has it gone too far? Have we really been able to flatten the curve? I think we have in many, many areas, specifically in North Carolina. And there's got to be another way forward. You know, we can't allow this, and we certainly can't be arresting peaceful salon owners because they open their doors and serve customers. You know, if we're in that era, if that's going to be our new normal, then take me back, Joe. Put me in that time machine, and let's go back uh, at least a couple months. Uh, yeah, I would like to go back to the days in which uh, we were you know, debating and conversating about whether or not uh, J-Lo and Shakira booty shaking on the stage of the Super Bowl, where that was the topic du jour of the day. I'd rather go back to those days than where we are right now, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff that we hope you know can peek through again. Hopefully we can get through all this mess, and I think there's, you know, there's some good examples. Texas right now is doing very well. They're actually providing us some good examples, same in the state of Georgia. A lot of people have proven wrong. A lot of people are going to hang their head in shame because they were wrong, and maybe we're just a bit too zealous when they put their models together. But I think, again, it comes down to the ingenuity, the creativity, the entrepreneurship of the American people. I think we can do it. We can figure out how to do this and how to tackle it. We just don't need to have the government enforcing it, using police officers to come into our businesses and our homes. There's a better way to do this, and I think we know how. Yeah, very, very scary thing. When you think about uh, you know, a potential police state and how uh, that terminology has been used so much over the last, uh, has a different meaning these days uh, with uh, you know, salon owners and uh, businesses uh, getting uh, you know, shuttered and the locks put on their doors and uh, business owners getting taken off to jail because uh, – they are in defiance of some of the government orders that have been put in place. Yael Osowski represents the Consumer Choice Center, the global grassroots movement for consumer choice. You can find them at ConsumerChoiceCenter.org. And also, of course, uh, tune in to the Consumer Choice Radio Show Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock right here on The Big Talker. Yael, as always, thanks a lot. Thanks so much, Joe. Talk to you soon. That's Yael Osowski with the Consumer Choice Center here on The Big Talker FM. Ladies up in here tonight, no fighting. No fighting. no fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. Hey. She make a man.